Bibles, turn with me to the book of Isaiah, if we all stand. Isaiah chapter 1. I love, I love these, these services of time of celebration, but I believe this is a time where God can speak to our hearts. Isaiah chapter 1 and verse number 18. Wonderful, wonderful time in the Lord. Isaiah 1, verse number 18. If you're there, say amen. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red as crimson, red like crimson, they shall be as wool. They shall be as wool. I want to preach for the next few moments this afternoon on the moment everything changed. The moment everything changed. Lay your Bibles down and raise your hands to the Lord. Let's pray. God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you've already done in this service, God. But I know, God... That you're not done yet, and you're going to move, and you're going to minister in this service. You're going to anoint, Lord, everything that goes on in this place, God. That you would anoint my lips of clay, that I may speak as the oracles of God. Lord, anoint our ears and hearts to receive and apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Clap your hands into the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. You all can be seated in the name of the Lord. The moment everything changed, a man and a woman are married, lots of things change. They, they start a new life together. They, they spend time together and they, they realize that they want to, to start off a new life. Uh, they want to do things together and they spend each moment together i think of of individuals that uh, are 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 making new uh, commitments uh, to one another i think even as brother Sturgill and, and sister Kaylin and their commitment to to be married and their proposal uh, to be married and all of that. Um, we understand that when that happens, there's lots of changes. There's lots of things happening. And as, uh, as many times a young, immature, uh, a young man, many times, uh, uh, he, he doesn't really understand all of the responsibilities and the and many times he doesn't really understand all of the details that he is about to endeavor and and many times uh, many times they are self-centered and they have a self-centered lifestyle and a self-centered life and oftentimes when that happens many times it's hard for them to understand how to adapt to uh, a relationship that 
they would have to share uh, their, their, their life together with someone else. And uh, you know what? It's a, it's a, it's a challenge sometimes for, for a young man, uh, especially a young man to, to do that because he lived his life to where he was always about him and always doing what he wants to do and always going where he wants to go and, and, and what a, a, a slap in the face, if I could say, when, when, uh, when they end up getting married and they, and they, and, and he realizes that, whoa, I, you know, what, you know, well, how am I supposed to adapt to this? How am I supposed to change to, to do this? And uh, how am I supposed to change my, my lifestyle uh, to, to something different? And so when, you, when a man gets married and, uh, and he starts that life with his wife, his wife quickly reminds him that she's still there in the house and she wants to, to have her input on what's going on and, her, and what she wants to eat. I, I remember... I remember uh, 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 stories a guy at my job told me when the, him and his wife first got married and and she didn't really know how to cook and she, she just done whatever and, and so she found something she was good at she could make a mean spaghetti she boiled those noodles just right she opened up that can tomato paste or whatever she used you know, she slapped that, that that spaghetti sauce in there, and I tell you what, she made it. And, and the first couple of weeks, you know, it was all right. You know, you know, spaghetti. What are we having tonight? Spaghetti. What are we having tomorrow? Leftover spaghetti. Oh, we have. What are we having? Well, you know, my spaghetti's always good. And it got to the point to the to the guy at work. He said, "Hey, you're gonna have to find you something else you're good at." Find you something else you can cook. Maybe you should call my mom up. And I'll tell you what, that probably didn't go over very good. Well, at least you can fix it like my mom. You don't cook like my mom, you know. Or, you know, and it's, it's what a change. What a, a, a big uh, uh, reality check is when, when, when they come home and, you say, and, and, and the woman says, Well, I guess you can just go to your mama's then. Oh. If you want to eat your mama's spaghetti, if your mama can fix meatloaf and I can't fix meatloaf, you know, I, you know, or whatever, and so they try to fix meatloaf and they end up being meat soup. I went to a, a I taught a home Bible study uh, years ago. I think I was like nineteen or eighteen or nineteen. I went to their house. And all oh, they wanted to roll, they rolled out the red carpet. Oh, the preacher's coming to town. They rolled out the, they said, oh, we're going to fix you some meatloaf. You like meatloaf? I said, I like meatloaf. And so, oh, man, they fixed meatloaf. And, and you know what they did? That, I went there and, well, it's almost done. I, it, you know, I checked it and it's been in there for a couple hours. I don't know. I, I said, well, he got it turned on. And finally I was talking to him, whatever. And they pulled that meatloaf out. And they, they pulled it out and they set it on the table. Such a magical event took place. It's sort of odd, really. Somehow, that woman thought by opening a pound of hamburger and dumping it in a pan and squirting ketchup on it was meatloaf. I ate that. It was a unpackaged 
pack of hamburger. I feel in a pan with ketchup on it. It wasn't meatloaf. It was meat in a loaf pan. It wasn't mixed. It didn't have no crackers. It didn't have no, no onions. It didn't have no flavor. It didn't have anything. I said, pass me the salt for my hamburger and ketchup. Do you have a bun? Cut it off. You know, we'll, have a, we'll have a cookout. You know, whatever. It's going to be good. But you know what I'm saying? When, when people get married, lots of times, it's a challenge to where they have to start cooking supper. They have to start taking things. Things change when they get married, Right? And that's why I always encourage people to get married and be say married a while before you start having kids because when you have kids, I tell you what, wow. You talk about changing. You know, it's going to be a, 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 a thing, you know, that happens. But then you, you get that man, that, that young man that gets married, very immature, and he gets married. A lot of things change. He has to start focusing on his wife. And then when the baby comes along, it changes everything. Ooh. Nothing makes you grow up fit quicker than a baby. Ain't that right? That'll make a man out of you. You know... No more hanging out with the boys. Nothing, you know, nothing changes your priorities more than having a baby, right? Nothing changes your priorities like uh, uh, change, like, like having a baby. It changes your priorities. But not only your priorities, but it, it, your, your sleep schedule changes. I think I'm going to go to bed at 10 tonight. Got to get up at 4. Uh, wrong. Baby ain't going to let you sleep. You think you're crazy? You're going to be up till about 2 o'clock in the morning. You're going to lay down for a couple minutes, and he's going to cry again, and you're ready to get back up again. And you ain't going to get no sleep. It changes your, your, your uh, uh, sleep schedule. Your social life pauses immediately. You know? You know, I remember when my kids were, were little, you know, you, you know, they were like, you know, let's go play some ball. Well, I can't. Well, can't you? Well, man, I got these babies I got to take care of. I got to do this, I got to do that, you know. And all of that has to stop. Your, your, your life many times changes when you have a baby. Your life with your, with your spouse changes when you have a baby. Uh, your your uh, your life must alter uh, because of that child that comes into your life, and, uh, and your house is not as quiet. Uh, it doesn't smell smell as good as it used to smell. It doesn't have roses and and flowers and all kinds of things going on. And I, I'm missing somebody. I, I'm, I counted while I was preaching, but anyways. Um, you know what? You 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 miss some things. Some th- some things uh, smell different when you uh, when you uh, are, are are having babies. How many remembers the smell when when you first brought home the baby? I think that baby spilled his diaper. Can you get it? Well, I got it last time. Well. My feet hurt, and I'm tired, and I've been cooking all day for you, and and I've been taking care of this baby, and you know, can you do it? And I did. A man goes in there, and he awkwardly, 
moan. I can, I can take engines apart. I can take this diaper off. I know I can. And he grabs that and he rips that diaper off and he pulls it. And he's, Whoa! Why are you feeding this baby? And you're like, what's going on? I'm, I'm missing something here, you know. How could you eat milk and drink milk all day and this happens? What's going on? Hey, woman, what are you feeding him? What have you been eating? You know, there that changes. The smell changes. Uh, your money starts vanishing. Where'd it go? It starts flying away, doesn't it? Your money starts flying away when you have the baby, right? It changes. Oh, I tell you what. Oh, man, I tell you, I still feel the pain. Oh, I still know how it feels when your money goes. When your your kids get older, it's more money. Each age ends up being more money. Gimme, 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 gimme. Give me some moolah. Daddy, I got to go buy me a McChicken and a Whopper. And somehow uh, they, they've raised the price and, and we need more money. More money. More money. Don't they have a dollar menu? Yeah, and I got to get 25 things on there. You know, whatever, it costs money. Things change. I'm talking to you about the moment everything changes when you have that baby. You must humble yourself down to, to a de- degrading task. Mm. All kinds of tasks. Things you think you shouldn't have to do. Well, grab the servants, my children. Take care of this. There's vomit on the floor. No, you get down there and get your hands in there and clean up that vomit. I remember growing up, or no, when, my, when, when my Jacob was a baby, and all of a sudden was driving, and Amy was, was pregnant with Nevaeh. Oh, poor thing was in the womb, and the belly didn't even know anything happened, but there she was. Driving down the road, and we turned on 1016, getting ready to get on 4th Street. Now, I remember it just like it was yesterday. All of a sudden, we got the worst whiff there ever was coming in that car. What is that? I think the baby done spoiled his diaper. Oh, but then we turned around, and lo and behold, that baby was grabbing handfuls. He's digging the front, he's digging the back. He'd pull it out. I'm pretty colors on here. It was on his face. It was on his arms. It was all kinds of places. Oh, oh man, I'll tell you what. And I'm like, oh. And I'll tell you, we stopped that car. And I'm like, you got to do this. I can't look. You got to Oh, and Amy, and Amy got out there and she said, and she whipped that boy, and I, I think, I, I don't know, she probably did. But then we grabbed that and had to take the whole cover off. The, uh, we was in the middle of, a, of the street taking that thing apart and said, Lord, we was looking around, somebody, somebody save us here. This baby, oh, look at this. You know, you know somebody got a water hose we can borrow. 
we was looking for some. I'm talking to you. Some things you have to humble yourself down to do disgrace, you know, things you wouldn't normally do. Because of a baby, when it changes, you know, uh, things happen. Babies, when they come to your life, many times they change things. They make a difference in your life. And uh, everything changes in your life. And things that used to be necessary aren't necessary no more. And the things that used to be important to you aren't really important to you anymore. Because when a baby comes into your life, uh, everything has to turn around. I'm talking to you today. The moment everything changes, when when, the, when a baby comes into your life, you know, you start doing things and you smell different and your suits have puke on them. You know, those dads, when you look at them and you know, you see spots on their arm down the front, you know, you'd be like, hey, what's going on? You know, say, ah, babies. And they just say, you know, you got a thing right there. I say, I ain't worried about that. They're getting ready to happen again later on. And you got to changes things. You start looking different. Your suits don't matter anymore. All of that thing starts changing. I'm talking to you about how, how it changes everything in your life. But now, also uh, in, in a man's life, but uh, you know, a, a man has to do things that he, he doesn't think he should have to do. I shouldn't have to clean. I shouldn't have to cook. I shouldn't have to do the, do the diapers. I shouldn't have to feed that baby in the middle of the night. That's what we got women for. You know, so often, you know, they, they say all these things. And, and, and you know, and, but I, I want to tell you that I've changed, I've changed a lot of diapers. I've changed diapers on my kids. I've changed di- every one of my kids' diapers. I fed them. I took care of them. I, I mean, when they started being bottle fed. I didn't do the other. No. I'm saying I couldn't do that. But you know what? But when uh, when they got old enough for me to do that, I was able to, to to do that, and I'd done those things, even though I didn't really like it, like doing that. And 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 you know, I, I promise you that I I, I cooked for them. I I, I, sped, I spoon fed them. I, I I sometimes I still spoon fed feed Alicia. Royal baby must eat her applesauce. I'm just kidding. But it changes everything in my life. But now, not not that's that's the man side, and that's what I'm really, you know, I'm really know about, you know, about because I'm the man, and I'm the father, I'm the dad. I know, I know how rough it was, and how it changed everything. Oh man, I'm going to work every day. I want to take a day off, but I know if I go take a day off, I'm gonna go home, and my and my the and my wife's gonna be like. Why are you home for? Don't you know the baby needs this and the baby needs that? We gotta do this. We gotta pay the rent. We gotta do this. We gotta do this. We gotta we gotta go here. Blah blah blah. And give you a list of things. You say, like, well, I guess I better go to work then. And you know, go to work. And my and my missing work it had to come to an end. And I tell you what, I had perfect attendance. I still got perfect attendance. I'll let you know that too. At my job, I I, I still got my name on the board. Perfect attendance on board. And, and people say, why do you do that for? I was like, well, I mean, why not? You know, I don't take pride in your, in your work. You know, and, and what if we, would, we was to post perfect attendance out there and want a yearly out there in the foyer for people with church? What how many would get perfect attendance? Well, at my job, we get perfect attendance. They give me a $100 bonus. And I get to get a $30 voucher for a, 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 a shirt with the company name on it. 
you know, what about that? What are you going to offer me, Pastor, if I come every service? You know, I'm like, what would you come if I don't if I don't come if I don't have tardies or early outs? You know, if we had a, a tardy a tardy or an early out, well, you get an early out today, you lost your perfect attendance. You know, or you came in late or or whatever. But but people don't take pride in God like to do the church like to do their work, right? They could care less a lot of times. You can see it in their actions sometimes. And but you know, I, I want I want to be I want to be the same for God as I am for the world, right? But when I got married, then I had started having babies. You know, I when I went on vacation, it was vacations for the kids. It was like you know, doing things for the kids, going here, going there, and for my wife, things change. But now with a wife, what what all? There's lots of things changes. You know. You think about these girls that's back here, these younger young girls, and 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 I got girl, I had, I raised two girls, and I'm still working on one. But uh, you know, I, you, you know the bathroom, and Nevaeh, the bathroom mirror is her best friend. There, they're going on. They're worried about their hair. Oh, look at this. And their hair is all, all pretty. And they would spend hours and hours of, of, of styling that and shaping their hair and whether they should pull it up, push it back, or pull it to the side, or part it. Or, well, what do you think? Well, I don't care. Whatever. I mean, like, you know, hair is hair. You know, they like put it up, down. Which one looks better? I think this curls should go a little bit this way instead of this way. And you talk about the stress and the pride they take in their hair. Pentecost is the worst. There's videos out there. There's documentaries for hours looking at women fixing their hair and all this stuff. Well, because their hair is like, you know, like three feet past their feet. And they have to grab that, that big long mane. And start from the bottom and work their way up. I don't even know how they even wash that thing. Oh, but what, but, you know, because they wonder and they, and, and oftentimes they wash it and they, and they ponder for days of what, what they need to do next, you know, how they need to do it. They ponder for days for what to wear for church on Sunday, you know. I don't know. And they look in the closet. I just don't like anything. I tried everything on. It doesn't fit me right. Have you heard that? Oh, it just ain't working right. You know, I put my shirt on and said, man, this shirt's too tight. Well, sorry. Hope I don't pop a button and put your eye out. But this is on, and it ain't coming off. But now women, they change clothes 500 times to go to Walmart. They fix their hair. Oh, and, and, and they do it in the house. And then when they get to the car... They, they pull down in the mirror. Now, uh, apostolic women ain't as bad, but a lot, a lot of the women in the world, they're all like this, and they're like checking their, their face, their, their fake face. Uh, and they're like, ooh, my fake face looks a little bit fake. So I'm going to have to unfake face my fake face. My fake face. I have to unfake my fake face so I won't look like I have a fake face so people won't think I'm fake-faced. Say that five or six times straight. I think I had so many... Fake face, fake, uh, two face. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Wash that face off, you know, and and you'll you'll save yourself a lot of trouble. You look natural, you know. I never. It blows my mind that women will spend hours putting makeup on to look natural. Well, that just don't look very natural. If you want to look natural, it starts with a washcloth and some soap. <laughs> <laughs> 
I promise you, if you just take a washcloth to your face, you'll look just like me. It's amazing what a washcloth can do to a face. Sorry, I didn't mean to scare you guys. I'm sure you women would look a lot better with, with, with a washcloth. Right? But I'm saying that they, they focus in on everything and, they, and they're worried about what they look like and they're always wanting to get the curves just right. Does this make me look fat? Does this, does this dress make me look fat? Has anybody ever said that? You'll say, well, honey, what do you think? Well, that's so, that means you. <laughs> you know, or say, oh, honey, you never look fat. Now you're lying. There's no, oh, I promise you, there's no right answer. Run, 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 my friend, if you want to live. Hold your peace. You have a right to remain silent. Everything you say can and will be used against you in the court of wife. <laughs> so I'm saying, you know, things change. You know, women are all like, oh, I'm looking good. I'm looking, I'm looking good today. I'm, I'm all nice. But when they, when they have a baby, you know, uh, uh, you know they, they used to take pride in all the, the way they look. And, uh, and the husband, you know, uh, you know, he would want to walk, go and do things and sit in his recliner all day and just, and just, uh, just lay around. He wants to run and play and all that things change. Uh, you know what? When the baby came, comes back, you know, comes into to the life, you know, he, he's, you know, they start doing things different, and you know what, that 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 hair, you know, that the, the lady was was the one always to to fix. He, you know, she just just throws that back up. You know, she just puts it up, and 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 she looks like she's got a rat's nest. She used to spend hours putting up her hair, but now now she just. Uh, she just just trying to just just survive, and she looks like a tornado hit her, and she looks like what's going on? You know, are you having a bad day? No, no, I'm not having a bad day. Well, like, well you're looking pretty rough. I didn't say that, but because I want to live. I'm saying, you know, you know, I was like, well, you know, I I just you know I I just trying to 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 make it. I'm just you know you know it's like we don't do do you know that your socks don't match? Well, yeah, but that's all I could find. Do you know that you, you know, you know if you have knee highs, maybe you, want, you got one, one natural and one black. Do you know that you got one leg darker than the other? Do you, do you know, uh, you know, that, you know, that you, um, you know, you know, you're uh, you're wearing your pajamas, or, or, or you know you know what's going on. A lot of times, you know things change. You know, and the, and what used to be so 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 uh, normal and so natural and so important to you, it doesn't change or it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, if you could just put yourself in the shoes of uh, Joseph and Mary and how how they lived their lives and uh, and they done the things uh, that, that that normal people would probably do and uh, oh and many times uh, you could put yourself in that, those particular situations and and the scenario of when they when they had that baby and when the announcement of the of the new born born babe was going to come and all things 
things changed and what kind of a chaos and what's people going to think when, uh, when I tell everybody my girlfriend's pregnant. They're going to think I'm a wild one. And be like, oh, no, it's not what you think. It's, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We know what you've been doing. It'd be like, no, no, that ain't that way at all. You know, that angel. I was like, well, you're talking that nonsense. You're talking about angels and goofy stuff, ain't you, again? What have you been drinking, boy? You know, all of these things change. All of these things. Imagine how Mary would have felt when she was feeling the, 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 the baby inside of her, the baby Jesus moving inside. How many has been pregnant in this house and can remember what it felt like when they, when they, when, when, when they had their first child and the baby was in there like, Ooh, there's a rumbling in my tumbling. And you feel that. And you and things are moving. And you're like, here, feel. Oh, I hear a taco. I hear a taco doing a tahita dance. Whatever that is. The salsa is moving in there. You know what? But though imagine the firstness and oh, they wanted to get everything ready. They wanted to get everything right. Everything that changes for us today was changing for them at that particular moment. The man, you know, uh, Joseph, he's like, well, I got to start focusing more on my my fiance. I got to start focusing more on Mary. I gotta have to start doing what is required for me to be a dad to this baby, even though I know that it's not my baby. Baby, but I am going to be the earthly father of the Messiah. Just imagine what kind of a responsibility that was for, for Joseph, how he, he may have felt. And you know, the feeling when you got the news, when you, you was getting ready to have a baby, the, and all of the things happening, maybe, maybe it was the 3 a.m. trip to get milk at the convenience store. Maybe Mary said, I got a heartburn. This boy's going to have a lot of hair. Maybe Jesus had hair. I, long, maybe he was born with a big shade, a big, big bushy head of hair. They say if, if you have heartburn, the baby's going to have hair. Who knows? Maybe Joseph had to do that. Everything had to change. She started getting things together. She started making everything right. Oh, the baby's coming. Oh, you know, Satan knew the Messiah, the promised the promise Messiah was, was coming, and I believe he, he watched carefully. And, he, and I believe that there was, may have been pressures. There may have been things that they had to experience. The Bible doesn't give every detail of what happened in just the few verses in which Christmas and the Christmas story was uh, was portrayed and how we understand all of the things to happen but just imagine with me if you would the struggle that that took place as the son of God the son of man was inside of the womb making his presence into the world and trying and occurring into the womb of a teenage virgin what kind of challenges it would be you could just think if you was a teenage girl announcing you were getting ready to have a baby imagine how that is we're gonna have a baby dad i'm gonna kill him i'm gonna kill that joseph let me have him so hold on dad it's not joseph's Well, what's going on here? Does Joseph know this is happening? (laughs) 
Joseph know that there's another guy? Oh, no, it's not that. Oh, there was an angel came to me and said, the Holy Ghost is going to be conceive a child of the, Holy, of the Holy Ghost. It's going to be, and I'd be like, yeah. Just wait till your daddy hears about this. Just imagine how the change happened in their lives as they begin to get everything together. And as you would try to get everything together, as you got married and you were, you were getting ready to think about your future and you were getting ready to think about the baby and all that stuff, just imagine how much pressure they had, had to go through and how much change that they had to, to go through. I, I promise you that everything changed in their life at that moment. Even when they went to Elizabeth's house and, and saw Elizabeth and how the Holy Ghost came and, the, and the John the Baptist leaped in the womb oh, because, the, the, because that he was the, the forerunner of Christ and he received the, Baptist, received the Holy Ghost inside of that womb. I'm talking to you about the moment that changed everything for these two individuals and how their life changed and they had all the changes that they had had went through and I promise you that a baby changes everything a teenage girl oh she was much too young she was unprepared for the things that was getting ready to come uh, she had no ring on her hand uh, all of her dreams and all of her plans all laid out oh and then the changes took place oh the man she loved that she never touched and uh, uh, how could how Will he? How can she not lose his trust? How can I not lose his trust? I've never touched him. But yet, I'm having a baby. She has to leave where she's at and go far away. Heaven knows that she cannot stay. She, feel, she can feel His coming is soon, but there's no place. There's no room. Mm. Where is she going? No place, no room, no room in the end. Where? Where do I go? How does this happen? Just imagine how she may have felt the tension in the air. Imagine how she felt uh, when, when it seemed like everything that should have been going right ended up going wrong. And she, she went to the inn and the innkeeper said there's no room at the end and uh, oh I want to pause here for a moment in her own life so often we say that there's no room for Jesus well I would I, I would do this but there's no room for Jesus I, I would you know you know what uh, people says well uh, how can I make how can I you know pray how can I read the Bible how can I live for God I, I, my life is so is so full of everything else but you know what you do? It's just it's as simple as a little kid playing with blocks. There was a story of a, of a little kindergarten of all people. How many how many graduated kindergarten? I got one, maybe not. Most of us went to kindergarten, first grade. We have, but these kindergartners, you know, it's like all right. This is Jesus. This is your this is this is your bucket. And it's so it's it's overflowing. 
All right, we, we want you to put, make sure that Jesus is in your bucket. One kid's like, there's no room. I can't get Jesus in there. I can't get Jesus in the bucket. I can't get it. It won't go in. Next kid says, there's no way. There's no way I can get Jesus in this bucket. It's not going to happen. And he was trying. He tried his best to get in there, doing whatever. Then he went to the next kid, which is a brilliant man. He probably, he was done, wonder, I mean, he probably done wonderful things to his life, right? Maybe. I don't know. But you know what? He came. He said, I know how to make sure Jesus is in my bucket. He grabbed the bucket and dumped it out. He dumped everything out in that bucket. And he set the bucket down. Empty bucket. He grabbed Jesus and stuck him in that bucket. And then he put everything else on top of it. Now, as simple as this is, maybe this is a lesson we need to learn for our life. All right, kids? It's time to get Jesus in the bucket. You may have to empty the bucket and put him in first. Seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Put, take everything else out and put him in first. And you'll know that Jesus is in, your, is in your bucket. In your bucket is your life. And you need to put Jesus in there first. And then well, what if I can't put everything else? Well, then that's not, that doesn't matter as long as Jesus is in there. But there's no room at the end. I'm back to my, that was my pause. I'm going back to my sermon. And I need to come to an end. I hear some grumbling and tumblings right here. But there's no room. The shepherds gathered round. Up above was a star shining down. Oh, paint the scene. Choirs of angels sang glory to the newborn king. Oh, what kind of a change that was going on. The whole, their, their whole life, their whole life had turned around. They was, once was lost, but now they're found. What a difference made in their life at the birth of Jesus Christ. Think about history of all the things that changed when Jesus was born. Did his birth make, made, make a difference at all to you? Has his birth changed you at all? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, his life has changed me. Oh, yes, everything changed. At the moment, Jesus came into my life. And we were born again. Our text, Isaiah 1 and 18 says, Come now. Let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be white as wool. The birth of Jesus was the most excellent, exceedingly, and simple thing that had took place in your life. But Jesus' birth unto... Your life and your poorest 
circumstances, although it's simple to us. It can take someone that is poor, change their life. Someone who is wealthy, that's the working class, it can change their life. Jesus changed everything. On, as he walked on this earth, he may have never made much money. He may have not traveled more than just a hundred miles from his home. What a difference he made. He may have never wrote a book. He may have never ran for political office. He, he never married. He never had any children. He only lived to be 33 years old. But his ministry has lasted for years and years. 33 years. His ministry on earth was only, 30, only three years. But yet, that one event changed everything. The life of Jesus. How it changed the life as a baby. And it changes our life here today. As we all stand in this place. The legacy of Jesus is far more profound and transformation and transformative than anything on the planet. No legacy in history has ever outdid it. Jesus is the most transformative person that has ever lived. Everywhere he went, he changed things. Everyone he touched, he moved and healed. Everything that took place in his life changed Everything. I'm talking to you today about a God who came down to this earth and changed everything. The moment everything changed. The moment everything changed. 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11 through 11 says, Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulteries, nor infeminated, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkenness, nor revelings, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. For such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit of our God. Second Corinthians 5 and 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. You ready? Behold, all things have become new. Look around you today. Sometimes we see people, they're babes in Christ. If you look at your life, this baby changed everything. This birth, it changed everything. And your sins are washed like white as snow. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus, for it washes white as snow. The moment, and many of us can remember that moment, of when... We used to be sinners. 
used to live a lifestyle of sin. Used to do things that are unpleasing to, to God. But God forgave us. God gave us wisdom and to get out of our mess and our sin and our circumstances. And what a change. It changed the course of our personal history. Who knows where I would have been without it. But the moment I come in contact with what Jesus did. And I repented of my sins and I was baptized in Jesus' name. Everything changed. I'm not the same. I remember. Do you remember? Do you remember the moment everything changed in your life? Everything changed. I'm not the same as I used to be. God changed me. Let's pray. God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for what you've done in this service. And I pray today, God, that you would move, Lord, upon each and every heart, God. I pray today, knowing, God, that you are in the transformation business and you are here to change and to transform each and every life in this house. And I know, God, that you can make changes in our lives, that our priorities change and our our mindset changes and our, the things that we are doing changes. And I pray today, God, that you would bless and you would touch and you would encourage us, God, Lord, to overcome the things that's trying to hinder and try to keep us from doing what you have called us to do. Oh, what a change you've made in my life and all of humanity. Oh, oh God, what a difference you have made in my life. Oh, when I met you, when you came into my life. Oh, what kind of a change you've made in my life. Oh, Lord Jesus. Lord, I praise you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Man, let's find us a place to pray in Jesus' name.